baby. Welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast. Where the NBA Finals just ended. The U.S. Open just ended the other day. We got the NBA Draft coming up. Uh, we got the College World Series for baseball uh, taking place right now. There's a lot of things going on in the sports world. A lot of, a lot of talk, a lot of controversy. So let's get started. Yep. So Seth Curry gets another one. Steph. I'm oh, sorry. Um, gets another one, and um, I guess now he um, is chasing LeBron for NBA titles, don't you think? Well, he's not chasing, they're tied. I think he's going to pass it. Yeah, so he's already caught up to him. He's not chasing him, he's surpassing him. No, I mean, was chasing him. And now he's, I think, going to pass him with ease. Mm-hmm. I said Golden State's supposed to be favorite next year. Um, they kind of took command. I think Boston kind of just, I think they kind of wore themselves out. I don't think they had much energy left by the end, and I think Curry just, um, you know, um, got his um, NBA Finals MVP, right? Got his swagger back. So, um, was drinking a lot of beer I saw on the parade and afterwards and the parties. So, um, That's what I would do, too. I don't know. I just am saying, I think he's, he's back. I think he's, he's, he's um, it's amazing to think he's going to have more NBA titles maybe one day than LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's going to walk away with probably more than four. Um, they're just getting better. I mean, Jordan Poole is a guy that, they said, was the worst pick of the draft in 2019, and now he's looking pretty good. And <clears throat> obviously got Clay and Draymond and Steph and Andrew Wiggins. I mean, he just got a good team. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they have a couple more years of, I don't know if they'll win two, but I would think probably win one more. Yeah, I mean, obviously the targets will be on their back. It's probably not going to be the easiest thing to go back-to-back. The West, obviously, is usually more stacked than the East, it seems like. But without question, I mean, I think Golden State just was the better team. Uh, I think um, Boston just totally ran out of gas. And um, I think now, like we said, just where do we put Golden State in dynasty terms? And where do we put Golden State and and, um, just... You know, think about it. They're kind of the forgotten team for a while in California. You and I were just talking. You know, there's Sacramento in California mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, you got the Clippers and you got the Lakers. And, you know, everyone always thought Showtime in Los Angeles Lakers would always be number one. And Golden State just put a stranglehold on that state. And um, they're not going away anytime soon. I just think, again, they, they their pieces are in place. Question is, though, at some point, are they going to be able to afford everybody on that team? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think money at some point is going to come into play. Maybe not yet, but I think at some point it's going to it's going to kind of. Yeah, I think it's going to come into play. So it'll be interesting to see, um, again, with the target on your back, with it's got to be hard to repeat. You know, you reach the pinnacle, mm-hmm. they had kind of won it back after getting bounced at what in the playoff game last year, play-in game. I mean, so um, now the question is, how will they play knowing that the target? is on their back. They're the favorites. And I hear um, LeBron might reunite with the I hear Kyrie Irving might be thinking about maybe going to the Lakers. Oh, maybe. yeah. I don't know. Oh, Lord. Uh, I mean, at least he's in a state where he doesn't have to have the vaccine, right, then, if he goes out of L.A.? Yeah, I don't know if you need it. Yeah. They're pretty... I don't know. I don't know what goes on out in California. It's a different world, I think, but... Be kind of interesting uh, <laughs> to see the Brian and Kyrie back. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I think again, 
you know, everybody's always going to talk about the Lakers, and yet Golden State has just continually um, dominated that state, mm-hmm. dominated the NBA. They've had a few up and downs, obviously, but um, there's no reason to not believe that they're not going to win the be the favorites again to win the NBA championship come next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Celtics will come in with high lofty expectations next year too. So. And but, uh, speaking of that, next year, the draft, you just said, is just a day away. Yep, 24 hours away. And um, it's not obviously to the level of the NFL draft in terms of popularity. But, I mean, let's be honest. All these great players at one time came out of college and were drafted somewhere. And um, here we go. So, you know, obviously some of the names are not always the names that you, um, you know, you, you hear some of the high-profile names obviously with the big teams um, but I think Orlando has the first pick I don't think there's a Shaquille O'Neal out there for them to draft but um, on the flip side uh, there's some names in the Big Ten we, you and I were just discussing some of the names actually quite a few Big Ten players uh, maybe in that top 25 and um, I thought one thing that was interesting when I was looking at the names you know for a few years there it seemed like some of the um, international players were always kind of in that top five pick, and now mm-hmm. you don't hear as much. I mean, the international players have kind of fallen off a little bit, and uh, maybe because some of the gambles haven't necessarily paid off with that. But um, who do you most look forward to to seeing in the NBA next year? Uh, Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey have two names. I mean, I don't know if I really think Jabari Smith's the greatest player in college basketball right now. Angel from Duke. Um, you obviously are a huge Pistons fan. Who, who, if you could have one player on the Pistons team, who would you like to see? Um, what I would like to see probably would be either Jaden Ivey. I mean, being realistic, Jaden Ivey or Bonchero. Um, I think Jaden Ivey probably would work best for the Pistons, just because they don't really have a point guard right now. I mean, they have. Uh, can't think of his uh, Killian Hayes, but he's been an absolute waste of a top ten draft pick, whatever he was two years or I think two years ago. Obviously, Cade Cunningham's a really good player. He's going to be a really good player his entire career. So, not really worried about him not panning out unless he gets hurt, I guess. But they got a lot of good young guys. Um, I mean, if they could get a good draft pick, uh, I think they should have a chance. I don't think. I mean, I don't think Keegan Keegan Murray might be on the draft or might be on the board still when they when they get to him at five. But I don't know if they'll go with him just because they already kind of have guys that that position. Um, but I mean, if he's a, if he's on the table, um, he's probably a hard guy to pass up on right now since he's a tremendous player. I thought it was interesting. I was just telling you as I was looking at some of the draft picks. There's a couple Ohio State players in the top twenty, you know, prospects maybe and. Um, yeah, university maybe not known as much for their basketball. It's kind of interesting. E.J. Lydell and Malachi, who came out of nowhere, kind of the second half of the season, and is I'd be a shocker to see him in the first round of the draft. I feel like, but some of the picks I saw him going to Cleveland, an Ohio State kid going to Cleveland, be kind of fun to see. Yeah, would it be that cool for you? Yeah. How many games would you watch? Well, I think Cleveland's an up-and-coming team in the East. To be honest with you. Uh-huh. But they weren't too many pieces away this year from actually making a comeback. And, of course, LeBron James is going to go back there one day with Bronny and, you know, 
Man, how much fun that's going to be in a few years. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll all happen and work out. that's going to happen. I don't know about that. Well, it's kind of interesting because, again, you know, you get these names that are can't miss, you feel like, and, and some of them pan out, some of them don't. I feel like the NBA draft's a little bit of a bigger gamble than, let's say, the NFL draft. Um, maybe in the NFL you got to have so many players and you only got five players essentially playing, obviously, in the NBA at a time, but... Uh, I think, again, just a little more hit and miss, you know. I mean, think about the Pistons and their picks over the years. Probably haven't been too happy with some of them, huh? I mean, they passed up on Trey Burke. I mean, I guess Trey Burke didn't end up being much of a player, but, you know, he's from their backyard and was the college player of the year and was the best player in college basketball. They didn't even pick him. So, I mean, yeah, it's whatever. Um, I mean, obviously the biggest blunder was when they picked um, – in 03, they picked, uh, I can't think of his name now. From overseas? Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember who it is. Yeah, over and, Carmelo Anthony. And and you're just kind of like, oh, my goodness. I don't yeah. know. I, like I said, I do feel like we got a little more um, a little more hit and miss when it comes to the NBA draft. Again, though, everyone's got to start. Darko Miletic. Everyone's got to start somewhere. And again, you know, it's it's interesting. It's a constant buildup. Um, I don't know if there's a huge man, maybe big man. I mean, the only one I could think of was Williams from Duke. I felt like he could be a tremendous player, but he's not that high up on the board, so I was kind of surprised to see that. I mean, Kika Murray isn't technically a center, where Williams is a center. Kika Murray is just like six nine, but he doesn't play this position of a center. I'm just sad Timmy's not. Yeah, he's going back to Gonzaga to play a bunch of nobodies all year. Do you think this will be Gonzaga's year finally? Oh, I hate Gonzaga. Wait a minute. I thought you liked Gonzaga. No, I hate Gonzaga. Why would I like them? Why do you hate Gonzaga? Because they play nobody. Well, you're on this kick, huh? Will they play nobody? (laughs) I know. We talked about it over and over and over. We don't want to hear about Gonzaga. We're not picking them in our... Remember we said this earlier. We're not picking them in our Final Four. I don't... I've never picked them to go far. And I'm usually right. Well, they got Timmy, folks. When you got Timmy, anything is possible. Anything? Did you tell the podcast about what we heard about the Dallas Cowgirls? Cowboys? Yeah, the Cowgirls, no, huh? The Cowgirls. Uh, interesting. So, you know, we don't say that team's name. I saw Jerry Jones made a comment about how much he loves Sean Payton. Good friends. But, uh, I'll take the weather this week. Like the Cowboys peaking in the 90s. <laughs> you know, so, but he, he said, you know, he's going to, he's he, he's got a coach now. Oh, my gosh. And there's the Tito Rockets, the most overrated college basketball team year in and year out. They're always going to win. Got a coach that never wins with the talent he's got. Should be fired. My gosh, we're just, we're getting off, we're getting off on tangents here, folks. We're getting away from the, what we're talking about, but it's the truth. You're still sticking up for that Toledo coach, aren't you? What? I know you're saying, who are you going to get better? Who are you going to get? Tell me one. We'll have a podcast episode just solely to the Toledo Rockets men's basketball program. We're not going to throw that in here right now. Well, you shouldn't have brought him up. I didn't bring him up. Yeah, you pointed to him. He was on the TV. That's not my fault. Because he's that big of a name. Yeah. So anyways, you know, so Mike McCarthy's got the support of Jerry Jones, says he's got all the pieces, so 
Um, you know, we got a new name for the Cowboys. We've been a lot of interesting people on our golfing weekend. Um, I was hit with the golf ball. Could have fallen into a crick and died. Because of Especially because you can't swim. Well, yeah. Well, not only that, but I shouldn't be getting hit. Well, don't get in the way. Well, he shouldn't have been hit. He was... You don't go in front of a, a, an amateur golfer. I wasn't in front of him. I was... What do you mean? You were in the fairway, basically. I was on the cliffs. Look at yeah, the and the fairway was right there. No, if the, the ball was going to go in the water, he should have gone way 50 yards left of me down the fairway. Well, you've hit some shots, too, that wow. you should have hit there, and you hit it on a different planet. Let me tell you, we saw some rough golfers this weekend. Mm. Some rough golfers, some rough golfers. But anyways, so um, back to where we started with the NBA. Um, you know, so again, draft tomorrow, some hit and miss. There'll be some, a couple stars, I'm sure, out there, and some names get drafted in the first round, and we will say they should have went back to college. Should have mm. stuck around another year. Or I don't know. I completely agree, I think. I think Michigan's got two guys that went pro. Diabate, Usa Diabate, who will have a professional career, but uh, Caleb Houston, um, I wouldn't draft him in the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth round, even though there's not that many rounds, but um, I wouldn't draft him. Wow. And I'm a fan of Michigan, so. um, What convinced him to go? Apparently, he wasn't going to go from what I read, and then. He apparently was getting that he was going to get drafted in the first round, so I don't really know what they saw in him. Um, he didn't do anything at Michigan, so. You know um, what? I think Saudi Arabia should start an LIV NBA league. There you go, and they can take. Uh, well, I don't know who they take, but. Well, they could take these guys that don't make it, you know. Yeah. Give them millions of dollars, but, you know, well, it's just uh, interesting. So Michigan lost a couple. How's that Michigan basketball team looking next year? These look pretty good. I mean, they'll probably be ranked in the top 15 preseason. Jawan Howard will beat another coach up this year? <laughs> well, he's going to beat up Ohio State. I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not physically, but. Oh, okay. Yes, that was a rough, rough, rough week. Weekend, <laughs> what do you mean? They've been to the 216 last five straight years or something like that? Yeah, they're usually the last Big Ten team standing. Yeah. That's for sure. In a conference that constantly uh, is. Well, they're not like Michigan piece. State, who they, every single year they're built up to. Be a big team in March and April, and they don't make it past the first weekend. I'm not talking down on Izzo. I'm just telling. I'm not talking down to anyone. I'm talking facts. They haven't made it past the first weekend six out of the last seven turnt years. So, Tom Izzo won the best college basketball coach of all time. I mean, yeah, definitely. Really, like well, top what? Um, top twenty-five. Higher than that? Are you kidding me? Top 15? Yeah, I mean, it's in my top 10, I would have to imagine. I mean, I've never really given a thought. Yeah. your top 10? Who the hell are you going to put above him? Thank God. Well, we can start just, I mean, you want to bring up old names in the past, but like current names, we just had Mike Shusky. Okay, so that's one. Uh, John Wooden. Yeah, you're going to put Wooden. Um, I mean, don't you think you're going to put people like Bill Self? Well, his career is not over yet, so. Bobby Knight? Yeah, Bob, Bob Knight, yep. I mean, who else can we go down the list? you got to put Roy Williams in there. Um, I know we're forgetting old-time coaches. I mean, I'm well, not yeah. that old. I'm only 40 years old, so I'm not uh, – I mean, I can't – I, I think, think he's a top 10 all-time once it's all said and done. I say top 20. Top 15. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm talking down on him. I at least I respect him and, and what he's done. It's just that I respect him too. All, all, he's every, one and N- one NWC NCAA championship. <laughs> that, that's tough for you to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Bayham. What's the name of the Jim Bayham. Yeah, Jim Bayham. He's got um, best right. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't. The, the facts are facts. Six out of the last seven tournaments, he's not made it past the first weekend. I just am saying that I think he's a great coach all time. I think he does do a great job. Um, but at the same time, I think that. Tackle out truck. I mean, right? He's gonna be a top, top, top fifteen guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, folks, that's the great thing about a podcast. You can just talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. And like I said, Taco Walchek, we'll have, we'll have an entire podcast devoted to Taco Walchek. Do you think he would come on the show? Um, if we yell at him, if, we, if I go to a Toledo game next year, I yell at him, he might yell back at me. So maybe I can be like, check out the podcast, and yeah, he'll be like... he doesn't beat you up, because there are college basketball coaches that will beat you up. So anyways, <laughs> so we'll see. That uh, Too bad college basketball season. It's not that far away. It starts, what, November? I mean, we're just... Yeah. Late October, early November. No, it's November. Early November. Yeah, it's early November. Like first, the first, it's like the first day, like first week of November is when the first games, like official games start. Obviously, less preseason. Than 100 but days from the start of college football. I think. Way less. We're like 75 days away. You see that Ohio State new turf they put in? No. Yeah, they put in new turf. Good for them. Getting ready for the for the big game against Notre Dame. Oh yeah, they're just gonna destroy. The Irish. Um, Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman. Yeah. Players didn't go to. He, he's not classes, gonna. Well, he went there, so he, I guess he would know. But like at the same time, like he's just. Yeah, but they. Being the a of himself. laughing because Ohio State, because they didn't have online classes when he was there, and he was talking about all the kids were doing online classes, and then he backtracked his story. And, well, he's just doing a lot of talking. He hasn't coached. Well, I guess he has coached a game, but. Just I mean, it's him. different. <clears throat> I don't know. I just don't get it. He he's digging himself a hole right now. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what's the point of him beating up Ohio State. I mean, all he's got to do is go out and win in the horseshoe, and that'll be all the talking he needs. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, he's going to look like a fool if Ohio State hangs 60 on him. And um, I think Ohio State's going to probably hang 60 on a lot of teams this year. Um, and I, I think, though, it'll be a big game, big-time atmosphere. It won't be a blowout. But, um, you know, it'd still be fun to beat the living crap out of the Irish. And... Um, you know, primetime TV, Saturday night. I'm ready to go. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Ohio State in that game. Hmm. I can't wait till we pick those first games of the year. Yeah? I think, I think Ohio State. I can't wait till we pick our national champions. I'm not going to tell you who. I'm just going to tell you it's a team from, from the northern part of the country is going to win the national championship this year. I'm going to pick a team from the United States of America. What are my odds are in that? Well, are you considering Hawaii part of the United States? No. Okay. Well, anyways, um, so yeah, Marcus Freeman running his mouth a little bit. Um, kind of interesting. I mean, what what a, what a way to start though, if you really think about it. You're starting your, um, you're about to start your um, first, first full, uh, yeah, first yeah, season. First season. You got you're at one of the most prestigious. You know, universities, all the pressures on you, and you got to play against your former team that you played for in front of 102,000 people under the lights in late in early September. Talk about a game. 
talk about it game. It's going to be interesting. So anyways, um, that's where we are. And now we are watching, actually, some highlights from the U.S. Open, which ended on Sunday. We were at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Those Boston fans were pretty anxious on Saturday and Sunday once they got over the devastating loss Thursday night of the NBA championship. And we had Matthew Fitzpatrick from England. He's been playing good. He, he hung in there in the final round of the PGA just a month ago and kind of fell apart somewhat on that Sunday. But he finally came through and um, hit, a, hit a wonderful shot in the 72nd hole and came away with the victory. So a lot to talk about in the golf world still. Um, I think it's just beginning, but your thoughts on the U.S. Open and Matthew Fitzpatrick as the champion? Yeah, I mean, I was happy to see that an LIV player did not win the U.S. Open. Um, and I was happy to see that he won him or Will. I would have been very happy with seeing win. Um, once again, I think that I think the PGA, you know, I mean, it's technically not the PGA Tour, but it's um, the guys that are staying on the PGA Tour and the fans are like kind of embracing the, I don't know if I say embracing the battle, but like they're trying to make it look like they're more happy and the fans, they let them walk down 18 and or not walk, just trample everything on 18. And I, I just think it's good for golf. I think the, the guys that are staying are liking to see that. Um, they they want to see the, the PGA Tour fight against the LIV. Um, so it was good to see another good atmosphere, another good major. Um, just been spoiled with <clears throat> good golf so yeah i think you know i got some thoughts on the u.s open number one um it was great to see matthew fitzpatrick i hope he's sticking around on the pga tour um i think he's got a great future he seems like a happy happy kid still mm -hmm. um and he, he loves to grind you know they're making fun of him because he was at the bachelor party during the pga championship and Instead of getting drunk with the guys, he went to bed because he had to get to bed because he had a, you know, he was the leader or second place or whatever. So he, they made fun of him forever for that. But I mean, the the kid seems to want to get better, seems to um, to be driven. I was listening to some stories, so you know, it's great Europe to have another great player. Um, so number one, um, it's great to see um, Matthew Fitzpatrick win. Um, I'd say the second thing off the top of my head is, oh, Lord, all this talk about the country club in Brookline. I went on a little Twitter rant the other night where, as I was talking to Steven the other day, that wasn't even um, Brookline, the true country club. It was the country club combined with another course on site to make up the course. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, everyone's gawing and gnawing over Well, it's just, like, it's annoying when you say, like, oh, it's just a great... Um, a great track. Right? Yeah, but it's not... It's not, it's, it's not it's even... Not, uh, if, no, I mean, like they said, in a year, the members won't be playing that course. Yeah, so it just doesn't... That idea, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, if they want to pick these courses, they got to play the course as it is. Yeah. I mean, if it's such a great course that the U.S. Open selects it or the PGA selects it or the British Open I'm, selects it. I'm not a fan of Torrey Pines where, yeah. where we had the U.S. Open. I think it's boring. But at least if we go and play there, that's the course we're yeah, you're, you're playing it at the I same mean, thing every time. The, you know, the end of story. So that's kind of interesting. I like that. Um, so, I, you know, everyone says we got to get back there. we got to get back there. you got to remember something. They didn't really have rain in Boston for a good week until Sunday morning. Saturday night and Sunday morning, and you saw Sunday the scores were low. Uh, if, if they would have got some more rain in the Northeast 
Yeah, uh, guys would have been 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 under there at the country club. So before we get all rant and raving about how wonderful it is and how we have to get back there, I'm fine. It was a nice course. I'll see you in 35 years. I don't want to hear people rant and raving about that. Third major takeaway is what in the world and how in the world has Will Zelatoris not won on the PGA Tour? Again, if you are any type of golf fan, this guy is what they say, like four or five shots away from winning three of the four majors already. Yeah. I mean, that's that's remarkable. I saw a stat that said it's the most money any, any PGA Tour player has ever made on the season um, without winning a major, and Louis Oosthuizen was just right behind him. Yeah. No shocker there, but, yeah, I mean, he lost that Masters by, I think, one shot. Obviously lost this last um PGA in a playoff. PGA in a playoff, and then lost this one by a shot. So what? Or maybe he lost by two shots at the like Masters. Masters then, like that, yeah. um, so he's lost four shots, or he's, yeah. he's lost three, and he's lost, but just hasn't won three of the majors. But he hasn't even won a regular tour event. I mean, yeah, I'm no. talking the John Deere Classic here, folks. Yeah. Not even the not even a major. So how in the world he doesn't win? Um, I see tons of things about people on Twitter saying, please don't show pictures of his putting stroke in slow motion because they oh it's so ugly <laughs> it is it is rough but he seems like a genuine nice person too granted he looks like the guy from happy gilmore mm-hmm. um but he really is he's a great player how he doesn't win i don't know next takeaway scotty scheffler a few weeks ago i proclaimed justin thomas is the best player in the world i think i gotta go with scotty right now um him and justin maybe one a and one b but you know, Scotty had a chance to win that. He probably should have won that U.S. Open. You know, he had the lead on Saturday afternoon and fell apart on the 11th hole, made that double bogey. Then on Sunday, I think he made a bogey on 11 again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, short little part three. I mean, I think Scotty Shuffler, I mean, the dude is, is a player. And um, I think we're going to hear his name a lot more. He seems driven. He seems motivated. He seems to... He's maybe not the purest ball striker or the best putter or the best chipper. He just kind of does everything really well. And um, I think that's important. Next takeaway, um, Rory McIlroy. I don't know what's going on with Rory. He's at least gotten off to better starts, which is where his struggle had been for such a long time. But there's still something. He's relishing this in this spotlight he's in right now. Everyone's mm-hmm. looking at him as a leader. He's relishing it. It's got him motivated. But there's still something missing as to why Rory can't get over the hump. I mean, it's been a long time since he's won a major. What, the 2014? Mm-hmm. I mean, how does a guy with that talent, without question the best pure driver of the golf ball, how does he not win? I don't know. And again, some of these tournaments are just seem like they're set up for him. Like, take the bull by the... It's a bull by the horn and just win. I mean, just take horns. it. Yeah, and he can't do it. I don't. I don't understand. I think he's. Um, we're watching some highlights of golf's greatest rounds right now in St Andrews. That's where the British Open's going to be in just a few weeks. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going with Rory McIlroy. I'm yeah. not changing my pick. However, he doesn't like the wind. They say he don't like the cold. However. I think everyone's joke is that they think St. Andrews will probably be the warmest of all the major championships this year. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. So, Roy McIlroy. And my final takeaway is LIV Tour, your players sucked. Let's face it. 
none of them had a chance to win the U.S. Yeah, I mean, even like Brooks Kepka, who's obviously a huge name. Brooks has only played in three tournaments this year. I thought no, I'm, say, I'm saying you didn't let me get to my point, but um, I'm saying is he's a huge name, but what has he done in the last three years? Yeah, two I mean, years? Nothing. He's done nothing. I only say his knee is bad or whatever. I mean, at some point you gotta be able to win. I mean. Tiger Woods played with a broken leg or whatever, won the Masters, tore an ACL, or not uh, Masters, the U.S. Open, had a torn ACL, tore everything, broke this or that, his back, um, you know, just, he won. I mean, Brooks better be careful because if he starts pulling out of these LIV tournaments, he's going to wake up with the Billy Goats head next to him in bed. Yeah, and so. um, that, you know what that means, folks. He's going to, woo, I mean, you don't want to mess with those MFers, they'll, they'll, they'll get you. Um, you know, the, the, you don't want to play with the Saudi Arabia's money, but um, LIV, we just lost Brooks, like Steven said. Goodbye, Brooks. There's going to be more players that go. We lost Abraham Answer. Goodbye, Abraham, whatever. Um, it's it's and a shame. a good player for the, uh, yeah, the President's, President's Cup. Cup. Yeah, people are saying that's in an uproar. So the PGA Tour had a press conference today. They're changing the playoff format. They're adding more money. Uh, people are starting to question now Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour. Remember Phil Mickelson wrote in that article that the PGA Tour was sitting on $200 million or something, and now all of a sudden $50 million appeared out of nowhere in these new tournaments that they're going to have and add it to these other tournaments. Something's going on with the PGA. I mean, Jay Monahan was right today. If, if this is a war and the only weapon is yeah. money, the PGA Tour is going to lose. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to take over golf. I mean, I, I think that's the part that bothers me the most. Well, I mean, golf is getting me taken over. Is, is the fact that they are complaining and, lack for a better word, <clears throat> bitching um, about the money that they're getting. And they're going to leave the PGA Tour to try to stand up and they're not going to have any consequences because either, guess what, if they try to come back, the PGA Tour already gave all that money. <clears throat> they're giving these players more money, and the PGA, those guys are going to come back eventually, I'm sure, to the PGA Tour if the LIV thing doesn't stand, um, and they're just going to get more money. So they're going to get more. They're, either way, they're getting more money right. because they're complaining and being a little babies. So yeah, It's just a shame. It's I mean, annoying. The PGA that, Tour does so much for charities yeah. and other things like that, and... Basically, um, it's not good greed, enough for these guys. Yeah, though. it's it's all greed, and it's a shame because it makes these golf. I don't know. I don't even know how they have a purpose and want to play because obviously the only thing that matters is is money. And Abraham answer wrote in his little speech the sa- the famous line of "It's to spend more time with their family." Okay, t- take a major league baseball player. How much time do you think they're away from their family in a year? I mean, golfers. Baseball taking, season starts first, first, well, end of March basically, and goes till October. So yeah, I mean, that's what and I'm then saying. to mention you have probably a month long of spring training, so yeah. it's it's February, February to, to November. Yeah, I mean, and and then the golfers have to play, what, fifteen times a year, yeah. sixteen times a year, and then they're sitting around complaining when a major league baseball player essentially spends nine out of or ten months out of the year nonstop. Yeah. Traveling every every three days somewhere new, practically. Mm-hmm. I mean, going to different time zones, playing in the night, playing in the after. I mean, it's made these golfers. It's it's a shame that greed could destroy an entire league. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this is serious. This is this is like the NBA going away, the NFL going away. I know there's not many golf fans out there. There are NFL fans, but I'm being serious. It's dist- it, money and greed of Mickelson and Kepka and Dustin Johnson because they don't. You said it perfectly. They don't even love golf. Yeah, and they're going to take golf down. Yeah. On top of building their billions of dollars. I mean, it is, I, I don't, I, the, I think the commissioner of the PGA Tour has screwed this up, even in his press conference today, as honest as he was about that comment. I don't see the fight. I, Rory McIlroy looks like he's fighting more for the PGA Tour than, than the damn commissioner is. I, I don't know. Well, just wait till they lose their sponsors. They're not going to have these lucrative TV deals because no one's going to want to watch the nobodies in the world. Now, to me, right now, the LIV still hasn't taken anybody that moves the needle. Um, I think Bryson DeChambeau was a was an, a, a novelty act. Mm-hmm. Brooks had a good couple years with some majors. Dustin was somebody who could always win, always had potential talent, like Fred Couples, but, you know, just, okay, he won, big deal. I mean, I, I don't know if the needle's moved yet. If they get a Thomas, they get a speed, they start taking even the Ricky Fowlers, who isn't playing his best golf, but if they start taking names, Scotty Schefflers, Fitzpatrick's, if McElroy ever changes, then we got ourselves a problem here. So the PGA Tour, to me, is still hanging on. They're trying to fight fire with the same fire, but in the long run, as he said, it's an arm race of money. They're going to lose. And um, what a shame. A person like Greg Norman in the World Golf Hall of Fame is 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 the person and Phil Mickelson the two of them, all because Phil Mickelson is a gambler, mm-hmm. and in billions of dollars in debt that he needs this money. Mm-hmm. The man is sick. He looks sick. He looks. Um, I, I gotta believe he's gonna have a heart attack or a stroke one day. I mean, it's a shame he masked behind this image, and 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 yet he's he's a crook. I mean, he should. I mean, he, he's a he's a. Phil Mickelson really is become a horrible human being. And um, I can't believe he and Greg Norman may single-handedly destroy something that Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, and Tiger Woods built. And yeah, think about all the guys that were there. Yeah, Trevino, Tom Watson. Yeah. I mean, it's all... I, we remember when Phil Mickelson tore up Tom Watson at the Ryder Cup and everybody turned on Tom Watson when he was the captain. And... Now you look back at it and you say, I think we know what the problem was. Mm-hmm. And again, I just can't believe that more golfers aren't out there fighting and screaming and talking. I mean, we're, 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 five, or, we're five to ten names away from the PGA Tour being destroyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're that close right now. I hope these five or ten players hang in there. Mm-hmm. But we really are five or ten players away from the end of the PGA Tour. Yeah, I The Masters agree. is always going to be there. I get that. The U.S. Open apparently will always be there. But we're going to destroy a PGA Tour. I want to know something. So we're going to get, let's say they get the best 45 golfers so they can do their shotgun starts. I, I guess that's all they can have is 45. Mm-hmm. They, right? I mean, how are we going to have a shotgun start and get everyone else? I mean... It's it's amazing how close we are to the destruction of a 54. tour. Yeah, fifty-four. 54 Liv. Yeah, whatever they have, however many they have. Yeah, eighteen times three, right? Yeah. So four. before we have the destruction of a tour event, and I just feel like people are just 
okay, it's just this, it's just him. No, it, this is serious, I feel. No, I completely agree. I mean, we're fighting an uphill battle right now, and I'm not sure what hold, what the future holds and what is going to happen with the PGA Tour, but it's sad to see what's happening and the players are showing their true self, and it's just sick to see that the guys are, they have what they have and they it's not good enough for them, and they say that it's a business decision and it gives them more time with their families, oh, but they're God. being owned. I mean, yeah, they might not be playing as many events, but say they don't want to play in one of those eight events but or whatever. They're not going to just all be in America. They're taking them all overseas. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. taking it away from America in itself. And then it's also they're owned. I mean, if they don't do what they're going to, they're doing what they're contracted to do. Yeah, they're like going to be. They're owned. They're not owned by the PGA Tour. They yeah, can no. pick and choose what they want to do. Yeah. And again, it's because of the greed of Phil Mickelson. That's what this all boils down to. He started this with Greg Norman. A man that, I mean, he's had insider trading. He wasn't charged. He should have been charged now that you go back and look at it. And because we're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars in gambling. I mean, and again, it's a shame. Um, And I don't want to hear people talk about, well, the United States gets the oil from Saudi Arabia. Don't play that game with me. This is about the takeover of a league, and if they were taking over the NFL league, you'd have. You're telling me the NFL players from yesterday would just sit back, you know? If they were taking over the NBA, I guess Charles Barkley would just sit back and not say anything. I mean, come on now, get serious. And again, it's golf, so not many people are going to really mention it besides the diehards. But we really are on the cusp of destruction. And, um, you know, the golf season's going to come pretty quick here and have the, the British Open. And, yeah, we have the, the whatever the FedEx Cup playoffs. But, I mean, we're, we're, it, this could single-handedly fall apart by the end of this calendar year. So mm-hmm. um, it's a shame. Um, and let's just hope that at the Open Championship, we definitely don't get an LIV player that wins. Or we're going to, again... Uh, why if not? That, if that happens, then it's just going to be the end of the PGA Tour. Yeah. As it is. I mean, it really is. It's four tournaments a year, and you're just holding your breath that one of those guys don't win the tournament. Yeah, I completely agree. You don't. If they one of them wins, it's just goodbye, good night, yeah. and the lights off. It's kind of crazy, though, because, you know, we are going to go to St. Andrews. We're going to go to the Open Championship, the, probably the most iconic golf course besides Augusta National. Um, so it should set up to be a wonderful event. Um, low scores, as long as the weather holds. Um, we'll have a preview of that in a couple of weeks. But, um, you know, the home of golf might also be the end of golf yeah. um, when you come and you think about it all together. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, every day you're holding your breath. Apparently there's three spots left for next week event in Portland. And some more names are going to drop over the next three days. So over the next few days to fill those three spots, we'll see if they're big names or if they're just basically you and I. I don't know. Maybe you and I might end up in Portland come next week. <laughs> you don't. We don't know, folks. I guess you'll just have to wait and see if that's if that's how it ends up happening. Yeah, there's a price to all of us, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Price tag to all of us. I tell you what, my world golf rankings is good as some of the LIV members. So no. um, it'll be very very interesting to see. So, we had a nice little golf weekend this week. Um, got a dub or two, you know? How you feeling about your golf game? 
I'm feeling solid. Um, I mean, you're definitely not going to get two dubs this weekend. Um, we both won twice, so um, we're playing five times this weekend, though. So uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five times combined. So you know, can't tie. Thirty-six th- Friday, thirty-six Saturday, and uh, eighteen on Sunday. Yeah. Well, we'll be in Southern Indiana, limiting up. Um, we're also going to play in the up in Indianapolis for the Indy 500 as well. We're going to be nice to take a few pictures and see what the old racetrack looks like. Maybe I'm sure you'll hit one on the racetrack. Well, there's a chance. There's always a chance something exciting could happen, but um, for sure. Um, so I guess last thing I want to talk about today is um, how you feeling about your Detroit Tigers as um, baseball is almost to its midway port come mid-July, right? Mm-hmm. What, what are you feeling about your Tigers? Right so, now? I mean, right now, overall, both the um, New York teams are the best teams in baseball right now by record. Tigers are currently 26-42. and 42. Currently, I think they're actually, well, they're not losing now, I guess. They were winning um, over the Red Sox. They're losing now. But, um, I mean, they're 16 games under 500. Obviously, that's not a good record. But they've had a tremendous amount of injuries. Um, Riley Green was just brought up. I think three days ago or maybe two days ago um, and he looks to be as advertised uh, he's going to be a, I would say a pretty good player or I shouldn't say pretty good player a very good player um, can field can hit tremendously which is what the Tigers need they need some more bats in the lineup Torkelson um, who was supposed to be probably their top uh, prospect in the organization hasn't really hit the ball that great fielding wise not terrible but um, I think just give him another year Another year of work. Um, I'm, I think he'll be a pretty good hitter. I'm not really worried about that. Um, just a lot of injuries. Pitchers, um, Casey Mize and Matt Manning haven't really pitched much at all this year. Two guys that were, I mean, Casey Mize was the number one pitching prospect the Tigers had. So, um, and he's been, last year and the year before that, he, he definitely had some ups, some downs, but a lot of ups this year. Obviously been hurt. Um, I think Matt Manning has a little tendonitis, I think, and then um, Casey Mize has some shoulder issues. But I think, um, realistically, it's, in my opinion, just plan for next year, um, rest them. I mean, you're not going to get the, you're not going to make the playoffs. You're not going to do anything, even if you would make the playoffs and have to tremendous the year from the uh, from here on out. Um, you're not going to do anything. So get these guys healthy, get them ready for next year. Um, but Tariq Skubal has been a tremendous pitcher, one of the best pitchers in almost in baseball um at least the american league has been one of the best pitchers and had some had i think a couple starts in a row where he, he's only five and four on the year but he had a a below one uh below one era for uh, about four or five straight starts um and it's just the offense is kind the offense isn't kind of mediocre the offense is pathetic um they can't hit the ball um so they just need to be able to make a draft choice, uh, draft pick, um, and and somehow find some offense. I don't know if they need to trade for somebody. Um, obviously, the Javi Baez deal hasn't turned out to be great. Um, not hitting the ball well, not doing anything very well. But um, Tigers are are still not. I mean, they're, they're worrisome, but I think they're headed in the right direction still. Um, a lot of young guys, a lot of young talent. Um, hopefully, they can. Get the pitchers healthy for next year. Um, hopefully, Riley Greens and Torkelson can be as advertised for next year, um, and, and maybe just throw in 
one other guy that can be a good fielder and a, and a better hitter. Uh, for the Tigers, that's what they need, just more and more hitting. Um, anywhere they can find it, they just need hitters. So, like I said, there's 16 games under 500, but um, I thought they could maybe go 500 this year. And obviously, there's still a chance, but I think that chance is, is fading away very quickly um, as they continue to um, just not get going. But once again, that's also been a lot of injuries with their pitching rotation. Um, they traded for, I think his name's is Rodriguez, but I think it's Eduardo or something like that. Um, he was supposed to be their, their ace, um, and he hasn't been that. He's actually been, in my opinion, pretty bad. Um, and now he doesn't even with the organization right now for personal issues. I don't know if it's with his family or with him, but he has been not with the organization recently. So, um, you know, 26 and 42, and... I mean, I feel like if they just had their guys pitching instead of all hurt, I mean, they could easily to be over 500, in my opinion. I don't think that'd be too much to ask for, but um, yeah, I mean, I think just so get healthy for next year. Setting up for an all New York World Series? Um, I don't know if I'm saying that. I mean, the Yankees still have to get past everyone else in the AL, um, and they don't. They haven't been able to do that in a couple of years. They haven't been to a, the Tigers have been to a World Series more recently than the Yankees. So, um, so yeah, and they they spend three hundred million dollars a year. I mean, the Tigers spend a lot of money too, but they spend the most money in baseball. So then it's I don't you know I guess the Dodgers are pretty close to them too, but um, and and the money that they spend overall. But I tell you what, it'll be suffocating. But the Yankees are fifty and eighteen, so that's pretty darn good. See it all new. Series. Oh my god. I would move for the Mets. The media will be going crazy. But, um, oh my gosh. Oh lord. We'll be able to give a more in depth um, episode maybe once golf starts to die down. And obviously, basketball is dying down now with the NBA draft coming up. But, um, be able to give a better take before college football season starts. Yeah. Um, Give us more of a podcast episode devoted to it. Mid-year, mid-year almost, the Midsummer Classic coming up in just a few weeks as well. So other than that, we'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll preview the U.S. Open. We'll see what else is going on in the golf world. We'll see what other sports news is out there. We didn't even talk. Gronk's gone, but um, he retired. But I did hear he said all Tom Brady's got to do is give him a call week 10. And guess what? So, look, folks, let's be honest. Bronx coming back. He just doesn't want to have to do all the yeah, workouts. That's what I saw. The <laughs> camps, and he don't want to play the first few games of the year. He'll be he's rested, resting up. He'll be back week ten. You know that's going to happen. So that's why we're not even going to talk about it because it's going to happen in probably what mid October, yeah, late October. So, anyways, other than that, we'll see you in a few weeks. We'll see what's going on in the sports world, and we'll let you know how the weekend goes golfing.